Today is March 31st, 2021. Um, I'm going to record to you today the Positivity Wall, Volume 14. It is Wednesday. Normally, I would have had this to you um, Monday or Tuesday, but I wasn't feeling it this week. I really wasn't it. <laughs> um, you know, I've got uh, one more free week after this before I head back to work. And it wasn't that. Um, it was just me having, you know, some, you know, we all go through things. We all feel sad at times. We all feel certain ways. And so before I start this episode today, I'm going to take you through uh, thinking out loud, you know, normally, you know, here lately we've been giving you a club jam. I don't, I'm not going to give any announcements um, because when I drop another episode, you know, it, it, yeah. So, We'll see. But um, I just, you know, I was having a a struggle trying to, you know, I wanted to record this episode and I wanted to stick to the flow, but I wasn't feeling it. And um, just personal things, um, friends going through things. And... um, You know, at times you can struggle with with certain things, and um, I think in this opening, there's been some time since I've you know the, these positivity walls have really carried me and kept me very positive, and I mean that's the point of them. But even as I record this episode now, like I was thinking, I've, I've sat here for about thirty minutes trying to contemplate if I was going to record, and that's me being honest just because I was sad about just some news that I got this week and just thinking about an old friend and just what that person's going through right now and and that they experienced a loss and not, not being there. And then um, that was one side of it. The other side of it was, was guilt of not necessarily being there for that person by reaching out to them, being as, as connected. And I think, the reason why this is important to start with is because this episode today is going to take you through the the, the bump, the road bump um, that you face. And it's just a reminder to keep the eyes and the gaze toward what you want and, and the prize. And we're not perfect beings. I'm not. I've tried to um, push myself um, to be better. Um, I continue to challenge myself. So that we are, that I can be the best version of myself possible. And then I can receive all the the blessings that I can. And um, I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> we as people, we are creatures of habit. And I think one of my worst habits that I have is um, this one where if you are my friend, and we lose contact, I wait for you to reestablish it. Um, Because I feel like when the time passes, um, it just, time creates more of this distance and that the distance can be broken with a simple conversation, which it can be, Uh, which is funny about that because, you know, I'm, I'm being transparent. I had a friend that I hadn't talked to maybe in a few months that I reached out to um, yesterday because baseball season starts tomorrow 
and I love baseball. I grew up watching it. Uh, you know, for most people, it's a boring sport, and it has its it has its parts that the game can be slow. But as far as strategy and just how you manage things day to day, and just the excitement, just I just love the game. I do. I'll always have a special spot for it. My son, on the other hand, we took him to a game last year. He does not have a spot for it in his heart, um, but he tried it with me, and I liked it. I got to take him, him and his granddad, and that's great. But um, you know, me and my me and a friend were baseball fans, and um, I reached out to him. And I'm thinking of another friend right now that I'm going to reach out tomorrow because we used to go to opening days. We went to a few opening days together, and opening day is just it's just like. It's kind of like January. It's like starting a new year, like the first day of baseball season. Everything's fun. Everybody's undefeated. You know, the buzz is in the air. New season. It's just great. And um, I gave myself flowers in that in that situation there because I was really sad just thinking about a friend that I that I reached out to that was going through something really bad, really horrible, which. Um, for me to get the strength to do this episode, I dedicate this to, to that friend. Um, Because this person means the world to me. This person has been influential in my life. This person to me is not just a friend, but, but family. And um, we went through some very crazy things together. Um, And then last year, at the end of last year, you know, everything kind of blew up and not in in our friendship, but we, you know, of course we work together. And, and so for me, the way I looked at it was, it was time to pack up and that person had responsibilities. So, you know, for me, um, not to be as as cryptic, but, you know, it was my last boss and the way, one of the last conversations we had was, um, she was really worried about me. She was worried like, okay, you know, job and all this. And I said, I, w- I will be fine. Trust me. I will be fine. I will find uh, a job. I have very, I'm, I'm talented. I'm not going to have an issue. I promise you I will find a job. And she said, I know, I know you're very talented. She's like, I just worried because I had a lot of other stuff going on. I had family I had to take care of. And she's just like, I just want to make sure you're all right. And I said, I'm, I'm going to be fine. And she, one of the conversations we had was, I feel like you're just kind of shutting me out. I'm like, you're mad at me. And I said, no, I'm not mad at you. I just, the hardest part about being one of my friends is when things are tough, I get into a zone where I lock myself in and I try to find a solution that only I can find. I don't seek solutions from others. I find a solution that works best for me and I do it. I attack it. And even if it means at the sacrifice of how I feel certain times with people, I just lock in and I create as I've called before the move to checkmate, I am trying to move to complete this game or this move or what I'm trying to do. And um, I said, I love you as a friend. If you have ever been my friend and you feel like you're on the outside, then that, that should tell you that you're my friend. And she was like, that's kind of messed up. That's not a good way to show your friendship. And I said, I know. Um, but the people who are closest to me can see me and I don't need distractions. Why I make this next move. I need to, I need sheer focus. And she said, okay, I'm here for you if you need me. And I said, I'm the same way I'm here for you. And I had to, you know, send a message to her, just letting her know that I loved her and that I was here for her as she goes through her own personal tragedy. Um, um, it's tough because it's not one of those moments where it's like, it brings you back to earth. Like you remember times finite 
it's not that it's one of those like i never want any of my friends to feel like they can't reach out to me but to be truthfully honest there are times where things don't go the way i want them to go with certain friends like maybe i don't do what they need me to do in a moment maybe um I'm not where they need me to be in a certain moment or I miss something for them and I feel like I let them down. And so I exile myself into punishment by not speaking to them because I feel like, okay, I let you down. Um, And I realize where it comes from. It comes from growing up in a family in which, (laughs) you know, when bad things happen, it wasn't like we broke it down. We dissected it. It was like, you screwed up. You made a mistake. Don't do it again. Go to your room. And I got so used to receiving that kind of punishment that if I knew I made a mistake, I would just do it. So it's kind of like what I've talked about. I don't know. I've, I've talked about it at some point. Like um, if if something's about to go bad, I'm going to pack up before it gets bad. Like <laughs> if it's like if a missile gets shot off in the sky and I see the, the, the chemtrail, I'm like, all right, it's time to start packing up. It's like you got at least four minutes before it's going to hit, you know, and it's like, nah, it's over. <laughs> and um, one of the things that I've, I've promised myself that I'm taking myself through and, and what this episode will be about is trying to resist that moved checkmate, trying to resist thinking outside of the moment for myself. If there are other people involved, I can't think for them and I can't take away their ability to think. And it's it's affected me in relationships, it's affected me in friendships where if I feel like you're gonna be mad at me, I'll just exile myself to, to my room or to my, uh, I'll punish myself. Instead of allowing a person to come to me and say, hey, this is how you made me feel, this is this way. I'll, dude, I didn't really care, I understood, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't allow people the opportunity um, to give me that. And so I dedicate this episode to to my friend. I'll leave her name unspoken. It doesn't need to be said. But I am thinking about you and I love you. And I'm thinking about your family as well. And the message that you sent me was very, um, was powerful. And I am very thankful that you are in my life And I'm trying to be better, very much better. And so I record this episode, even though I don't feel that I have the strength to do it. I'll do it because you would tell me to do everything, uh, you know, at a hundred percent. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. And um, so we're going to do it. We're going to find our way. Uh, through this positivity wall, 11. Yeah. All right. So we are here. Uh, We are going to give you positivity wall volume 14. Uh, Like I said, I started the show off a little bit different today, but you know, I felt it was needed. It was needed. It wasn't like, and like I said, you know, at times, Sometimes it was when I was making the original positivity walls, you know, the first 13 or, you know, I'd say maybe in the first 10, I would want to, you know, cue you in. I just didn't want to drop you into something. And so this has evolved over time. But I to really get this episode going to really make this episode what it was, I needed to say that I needed to get it off my chest. I needed to 
to just put it into the atmosphere. And this atmosphere is recorded currently. <laughs> the mic is on, and so is the computer. So, um, like I said, I want to dedicate this episode to to my um, to my old boss. She is a, an amazing person. She's an awesome person. She's going through her own tragedy right now, and I just my heart's with her. As as some of my teammates, all of our hearts are, are with her. Um, and it's just you know over the last I would say six months we just it's all been chaotic with work and everything, and then just you know when you go through a personal tragedy. You know, and and I and I I understand from my experience. I lost my grandma in September, and then you know I lost my job in December. It just when you start to when you take the time to sit down for a minute and really think about it, you you understand the feelings in it. And um, she's a go getter, and she's someone that you would want on your team or you would want leading you. So um, I dedicate this to her. I love her to death, and uh, we are going to to give you. The positivity wall 14 your card for today is you're pushing yourself into the uncomfortable breathe you will find your way the reward is a growth i state for you one more time the card for positivity wall 14 you're pushing yourself into the uncomfortable breathe you will find your way the reward is growth so <laughs> Why um, the message was important to lead you into this is because um, I spoke about one of the challenging areas for me, and it's it's how I take part in my friendships, <clears throat> how I, I guess you would say nurture, you would nurture and kind of manage those uh, friendships. Um, I have not been the best at times with some of my friends. But at some, but at the same time, I, I have my ways. I think for me, as I said, as I stated in the open, it is when we have disagreement. I feel like a fundamental disagreement that causes a person to be frustrated with me. Um, I tend to just exile myself until that person comes back and is is ready to have a conversation again. Um, and it's one of those things where I have moved to checkmate for them. I have not allowed them to have a conversation with me and saying, Hey bro, we're going to have, you know, and, and I have, I have some friends, some really close friends that we will go at each other, but we are at a place in our friendship where I know that we'll be fine. There are other friends that I don't, I don't, I don't know that with, you know what I mean? And, and these people mean a lot to me. I, and I think that's where the struggle becomes, but that's, that's really not the argument of this. The reason why I talked about it in the open, the reason why it, it having the conversation, um, and, and this is important to this positivity wall is doing something different makes you uncomfortable. And I'm going to give you the example of one friend. I gave you the example of one friend, baseball season coming, hadn't talked to him for a while, you know, and he's a, he is a close friend to me. A lot of the friends that were really close to me, I kind of cleared my circle where I really didn't haven't been talking to them as much because Part of the conversation when you lose a job is, do you have a job? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm I'm still, you know, rattling for change on the street corner, trying to shake my butt and figure it out. But I don't have one. And then it's like, I know what I have to do. I I can't explain it to you, but if if I could explain it to you, say for instance, you know there's something that you're amazing at. 
something that is a talent, your God-given talent that you know you're amazing at, and that most people find they either say it's weird, it's odd, it's different, or they they don't see the value in it the way you do. One of the most, <laughs> the greatest tools, when we talked about it, you know, two episodes ago, was my heart. That is one of the greatest tools besides my will. My will and 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 my I would say is one of the most intangible things that I could try to explain to you. There is no one on this earth who can beat me if I am ready to get up. You, you the only way you can beat me <clears throat> is if I give up. If I decide that I don't want to participate anymore. If I set my mind towards something, I'm going to accomplish it. And so it's hard to explain that to a friend and to say, I'm going to find a job. It's going to be okay. And then really believe it. Uh, a lot of times pe- we say things to people like, I'm fine. I'm fine because we don't want them to worry. And I don't know how to tell my friends not to worry. The only thing I ever said, and I will say to all of you is, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're worried about somebody, pray about it. And if you're not a religious person, Finding that I've given you what this is my 14th affirmation. Take an affirmation and speak it. Don't waste your time worrying because the result's going to happen anyway. It, it's kind of like how I look at the move to checkmate. There are times where I've moved to checkmate for people where I have made decisions to, okay, no, nope, I'm going to do it this way because they're not going to talk to me. And that's not even the reality of what's going to happen. When I talk to that person like months later, they're like, no, bro, like I have been real busy. I knew you were busy. I didn't really want to disturb you. But yeah, I definitely want to hang out with you again. I'm like, oh, man, I thought you were mad at me. (laughs) The mind is is a very interesting thing. I mean, we can we we talked about this, this whole series. We talked about the palace to prison mentality. And and now you're going to hear me say palace before prison. Whereas in the earlier episodes, you hear prison before palace, because that is the shift that I'm trying to undergo, you know, and, and I had been doing pretty good. Like yesterday was, was good. And then today, then I had that kind of shift where I was like, oh man, I felt bad. I felt like this. I felt like crap. But to get back to my friend, um, we hadn't talked. And so baseball season's coming. I love baseball season. And I'm like, yo, I uh, got the MLB app. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm locked in. Let's go. <clears throat> and we were just kind of, you know, having a, a moment as dads and, and talking for a little bit. And that's all it has to be. And I felt good because I didn't wait for him to reach out to me. I, I decided I wanted to reach out to him. There's another friend that I'm going to reach out to tomorrow. Honestly, one of my best friends, the godfather of my son. I, You know, I, I don't talk to him these days because it's like, okay, he's got a fiance. He's about to get married. I didn't want to feel like I'm a deterrent and it's like, I'm not a part of that life. And so a lot of it, a lot of where my friendships kind of go off the tracks is it's a feeling (laughs) and then it's a worry. So I'm sitting here telling you not to worry, but I'm worrying in a different way. Like I don't, I don't want to be someone's burden. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable this year because this is a discovery year for me. I I am discovering who and what I am in this ecosystem of life. And I am trying to correct um, some habits, some wrongs that are in me that, uh, that make me do certain things. Um, It's all between my ears. You know what I mean? And these aren't like, I'm not going out and robbing nobody. I'm not killing nobody, but it's like there are certain behaviors that I have that cause me to disengage from people. 
and and leave situation like friendships or relationships in a very cold manner and it causes people to probably be confused i wouldn't doubt that i have friends who are like is everything all right with jam like i don't know that i make a mad and it's because ultimately i don't want anyone to feel like i don't care about them I, I, all my friends all my family even the people who've done me wrong i love them i love them i care about them i want the best for everybody but it, it it can be a struggle. It's been a struggle for me because when you have those moments where things are not and they're not in sync, it's not harmonious. Then you're and I'm 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 a solutions based individual. I I only see the numbers in it, and so when the numbers don't play right, I disengage. I go, okay, that person needs time. Let me go just chill over here, and then time becomes one two months, and you look up and you're really thinking about them. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I not reaching out to him? Well, one of the things that I used to do when I was working in my last job is I would have these random days. Um, and sometimes, most times it'd be like on a Friday where I'd be like, hey, you know, be kind, you know, spread kindness. You never know what people are going through. And so if you're thinking about somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, just reach out to them. And then I would just send random snaps to people that I was thinking about who I hadn't talked to. And I would just tell them nice things about themselves and just say, hey, thing thinking about you, hope that the things are the best. Everything's great. I love you. And I'm going to do that today. I'm gonna, I, I thought about it because I hadn't done it in a while. And I really, you know, in my last job, Snapchat was very great because it was it allowed me to send messages to people Um all over my territory. Um, but I don't have that job now and, and the job that I'm going in, it, it won't have a need for that. And so but it's, I think it's an opportunity for me to, to speak up and say things to people that at times you may want to say. And so I'm going to reach out to, there's, there's like two, there's a few friends that I'm going to reach out to. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to do that, but really pushing yourself into that uncomfortable. That's what we're doing. And that's what I'm trying to do. Why? Because I'm trying to discover the the best version of myself. And to do that, it's going to require a bit of change of habit. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It has felt. It was very uncomfortable to send that text message yesterday. I'm about to send some Snapchats this morning that are going to feel very uncomfortable. Because I haven't talked to certain people in some time. But I'm going to do it because, one, I want that person to know that I love them. But two... I want to train myself to push past this space where I get uncomfortable and I just disengage. Why? Why are we doing this? I'm pushing toward my happiness. Why should you do it? You should be pushing toward your happiness. The whole point of this is discovery and growth. That's why That's why the reward is growth. Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't allow fear to stop my best works, to stop my best efforts. And I have to take, I have to just take that step. I just take the leap because I have to have faith that what I'm doing is good. And I know it is, but the hardest part about, you know, at times in my life is there's been a lot of times where I've always, where, uh, let me not use absolutes because always and never I'm fallible, but there've been times in my life where I have had the best intentions and I have went out there and, and just lay my heart on the line to see a person go, okay. 
<laughs> that's not good enough. Okay. And it hurt. It hurt. And and the reason why I'm saying that is I don't, I'm not looking for excuses here. I want you to, we all do it. We all go, well, there was this time I did this and it didn't go well for me. So I don't do that anymore. I did that with dating. <laughs> I fell in love with this woman. I loved her. I gave her every piece of me. She broke my heart into pieces and I'm done with it. How did that work for you? It didn't work well. Didn't work well. And then the hardest part with that was, here's a person that I have to raise a child with and I have to see them all the time. And they look amazing to me. They look beautiful and that they don't know they're beautiful. And that if they would just work on their own soul, they could see the beauty that I see in them. Because I see the beauty that's on the inside, not something on the outside. Not all sounds cheesy, so don't laugh at me or pick on me. But it's true. And so... I spent time waiting for them to see what I saw in them. And that was stupid. (laughs) This discovery, this ambiguity, this uncomfortable state that I am pushing myself in is because I spent maybe the last six, seven years insane. Uh, Insanity was the drink of choice. So if I drank that for six years, I could easily pick up the drink of ambiguity or uncomfort. Uncomfort. Like, if I was down in insanity, <laughs> I can drink uncomfort. I'm not gonna feel good at times. Gonna feel a little cringy. But the taste and what it does for me afterwards, growth. So, as much as I'm challenging myself in this discovery here, I challenge you. I challenge you to mend friendships if you need to be mended. I don't need to mend them. I just need to nurture them. That's the that's the that's the department that I have struggled in. I need to nurture them. We all have to be better, you know what I mean? And and I'm challenging myself to do that, not because someone's telling me to do it because I want to do it, because I feel the need to do this. How am I finding the courage to do it? (laughs) I wrote that down as a question because I knew I would laugh. The courage necessary to do this, I I don't know if I, I have the, I don't know if I have it. I just know that I'm inspired by people. I'm inspired by friends who push. Like I said, I have a friend who he was working in the retail in retail for years, trying to find his way up, always being denied, being denied, finally got the glory. And he realized I did all that for this. And then he went and started his business. And I think I, I still am so proud of him for doing it. And I love him dearly because I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's fucking awesome. You are fucking awesome because You've been counted out your whole life, and then you decided to double down on yourself. I love it. I find courage from from them to see a person have people always telling them they won't be anything or they won't be worth anything, and they go, they have that thing like me. It's It's their will, their sheer will to say, watch me, watch me. The problem with that, though, is... I've always been able to take the negative and and pump up positive. Like I can always see 
negative things happening to people and I can find the positive, like, okay, this person's starving. This person's not having a good time, but you know what? I'm doing well. So thank you, Lord. I'm going to keep going harder because of that. But what I've learned over time is, is that I wasn't processing my own emotions with certain things. One of the things I realized when I was talking, um, when I heard about my boss and, and the situation she's in, and then my old boss, is to say, because I have a new boss now, um, a lot of the first thoughts were guilt because I just felt like I had walked away and just kind of sat down because I felt like after that discussion we had on her telling me not to push her away and, and I was just going, I need to focus on this. I'm pushing you away. I'm still here for you. If you need me, call me. That response has never worked in any of my friendships. My friends don't call me if they need me. They don't. And that's the, that's the saddest thing to me because, um, to a lot of people that I've come to know, I've always been a comfort for them. I've always been someone who gives them positive light. But if you're really close to me, unfortunately, you get the brunt of dealing with Jemiah at full tilt. And how would a person feel if they always have to come to you? They would feel like they're a burden. The same energy that I'm displaying to people where I don't want to burden them, they feel the same way to me. And it was hard for me to realize that for the longest time. But I... <laughs> There's a lot of discovery that I've been doing as I've sat down and I've got to write and really think. And I, I came on the stop of that. I'm not the best at nurturing um, my friendships. If it ain't about money, I'm not the best nurturer. Uh, that's not all true. The truth is I'm not saying I'm, the, I'm, I'm a great father, but I feel like I, I do my best to nurture and, and be there and guide my son. I just think as far as friendships... Um, if I can't see you, if you're not close enough to me, then time will go on and then we'll look up and it's three months and I haven't talked to you. We haven't even had just a simple exchange. And that for me is something that I'm challenging myself on to be better about, to be intentional with those people so that they know that I love them. They don't ever have to doubt it because I remember when I was talking to the same friend um, that I told you that I'm so proud of, that I love him, that I'm very proud of him doubling down on himself, open his business. I was talking to him at the end of last year because I was going through, I was settling my debts with people. And I got really emotional. I started crying when I was talking to him. And he was just like, he basically flipped it to like, you all right? Like, because he didn't understand where it was coming from. And, and, and it was coming from a place of, I feel at times that I'm not what you need me to be. I feel like I'm not doing enough to, to, to nurture this friendship because I just go on about my life, but I love you. And I hope you know that. And it's hard for me because, um, I want the people that, um, are my friends or my family to know how much I care. I care about if you call me at a random time, I'm gonna pick up my phone. If you text me, I'm going to re respond back. And I, and part of what he was kind of saying to me was, yeah, I know that <laughs> dummy. No, I don't know. I, I think maybe it comes from a place in my heart of, of emptiness where I feel like maybe I haven't been the best. So like I said, that mind can be, be it can be a tough place, but I'm challenging myself. I'm challenging myself to, to be better because I know that if I continue to be in this uncomfortable place that I've been in, that's not fun. It hasn't been fun. I've continued to receive these blessings of growth. I continue to see perspectives that make me 
better because they make me more patient, more observant, and and a lot more um, strategic in how I move and how I engage with people. I give you an incident. Yesterday, I was on the beach. Guy rear ends me. Boom. But it was a love tap. Didn't feel like it because in the moment, that's how it feels. So I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm about to get I'm at the call or whatever. I get out. There's this kid. He's probably like maybe 19, 20 years old. He's out. He's, he starts smoking because he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I was tailgating. It's on me. I said, no problem, man. So are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm all right. And I look at my car and I'm like, eh, it's only just little scuffs. Okay. I said, well, that's a good thing your grill is plastic like that because it didn't really cause any damage at all. I said, this is just a paint job. That's 500 bucks. And he's getting his insurance. I said, look, man, it's, it's slow down, be smart, and just go, but be safe. He was like, oh, thanks, man. I called my boss. I was going to work. No problem, man. Jeremiah, five years ago, wouldn't have that response. Ten years ago, I would have cared more about that car than I did the kid. Not because I care about possessions, but because it's about the principle. It's never been about money for me. It's never been about, like, I. this is my car. It's about, this is mine. Be respectful to it. Because as a black person, and I know I'm coming from that, oh, it's a black person. But as a black person, a lot of times you walk in the world where people disrespect you just for breathing, just for existing. Like, how dare you exist? How dare you have that? How did you get that? Some of the questions people ask me out in the wild (laughs) would just shock you. I should just compile them and make that an episode. But I refuse to allow, I allow myself to stop discovering myself. The thing that I've loved about these episodes, the thing I've loved about this project that I undertook was I decided to bet on me. I decided to challenge me. But most of all, I did that through love. The the greatest part about this year so far about this discovery is that I'm falling in love with myself all over again, every day, in new ways, and reminding myself of who I am and giving myself flowers for the smallest of things. Because I needed that for so long and I couldn't get it that I start started to believe that I was less than, started to forget who I was, started to get up, look in the mirror, and not even understand who I was looking at. Didn't even understand my own reflection because that's how lost I was. There's someone out there who feels the same way. You get up in the morning, you go brush your teeth, you look in the mirror, you're like, who the fuck is that? I've been there. I've been there. I've been in that depression. I've been in that season. I'm here to tell you. Come come with me. Let's put that drink down of anxiety, our depression, our insanity. Let's pick up that drink of discovery because I'm telling you, man, like it's not easy <laughs> and it hadn't been comfortable at all. It's been <laughs> it's been fucking taxing. Like it's it's tough. But every time I challenge myself and I feel like, okay, like I'll have a moment where I feel down about something and I'll just let it out and I'll cry about it and I'll think about it and I'll go, okay, I release that. I let it go. And now I know who I am. And now I know exactly where I'm trying to go. I just needed to let go of that fear or that doubt. Cause a lot of the, the tears are that 
a lot of the tears are the fears, the doubts, the worries. It's not like, oh man, I really won. <laughs> I'm crying. No, no. You get so used to losing that you learn to pack it up. You learn how to stop crying. You learn how to cry internally. I've done that. I know what it's like to to be sad, but say, hey, I got to be strong right now. Ain't my moment to cry. Fuck that. Go cry. Let it out. Because I promise you on this journey, if you're willing to discover new things about yourself every day, you're going to find that growth that you want. And then I think the last question I kind of kind of wrote was, where did I find the strength? I'll tell you that as I uh, give you my reason for why and as I call to close. So um, where do I find the strength? <laughs> if you ask me that question every day, I'd probably have a different answer. Um, you know, if you look at the the broad themes of this or you look at like just the foundation of it of course it like i said i have a strong will um i refuse to to lose unless i have no more life in this body so my will is, is where i find a lot of my strength but i'm inspired by my son i'm inspired that i was given just the ability to create life <laughs> to actually have um, to have him, to have offspring, to have a child. It's, it's unreal. Sometimes I'll stare at him and I'll just be like, wow, how did I, how was I after all the, my craziness, like blessed to have a fully functional, intelligent child that can have conversations with me that can discern, you know, right from wrong in his own walk. Not because I told him what it was, but can actually challenge like the conventional norms or challenge what I put on him uh, of a situation and go, okay, this is what I would do. Or even even question certain um, thought processes in it, you know, um, and it just make the thing of <laughs> the thing of having a child is they spare no expense to make you feel old without even knowing it sometimes, because it's when we have these discussions that I know, like, I'm like, yep, I'm 35. Because when a nine-year-old can break something down in the way they see it now at their age, it's like, wow, that's amazing. So my strength is what, what will I leave him? What will be my legacy? What will he remember me for? When he turns 18, Will he have a similar conversation like I have with my dad where I call this and you can use this. Uh, this is a jam. Wow. Exclusive. Um, I call it a 2% conversation and what a 2% conversation is. <laughs> you're only going to like 2% of this conversation. <laughs> the other 98% you're not going to like. And I proceeded to have like, a, I think it was like a 10 minute, just rawr, just fest with my dad about, just things that happened, why he wasn't there. Da, 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 and then he was he let me finish, didn't interrupt. And he was like, Well, you have to understand, you know, Jemaiah. And most of my family called me JR. They did not call me Jemaiah. He was like, you know, you're not getting the whole story. He's like, if I give you a puzzle, a, a puzzle box that says it's a 500 piece puzzle, but I only put 250 pieces in it, can you can you actually complete the puzzle? And I go, No. And he was like, So, um, 
there's certain things you don't tell people at times because you don't want to sway things. And then he proceeded to, to kind of, he didn't, it wasn't that he was really giving me um, the puzzle pieces. He was just lighting situations because I knew a lot, but it didn't all connect together. And that's how families work. There's a lot of things that kind of get left out or get turned around. So it's very confusing and knowing truth was important to me. That's why I'm very transparent with my son. You know, you have to be honest. What makes me laugh about my life is I can find contradictions in everything that I'm doing or saying. So one of the things that I, I want is I seek authenticity from people, but at times I haven't been fully authentic with them <laughs> or transparent. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> and so I wanted my father to tell me everything that was necessarily going on. But like I talk about in that nurturing part, when something, when I feel like there's a breakdown in a friendship, instead of exiling myself, why don't I just come back to the mic and over-explain myself? Well, the reason why I stopped doing that is because years ago, I was called the over-explainer or the overachiever, And I didn't like that word over about me. So I stopped doing it. When I fell in love with a woman and she broke my heart, I was the person who was giving unconditionally. I didn't care how it looked. And once my heart was broken, I stopped giving. So I locked myself up. If every time you deal with a bad reaction, you go to lock yourself up, what will you be? You'll be a hermit crab. <laughs> the smile that I get to have going through this is why I'm so thankful that I was able to do this episode and, and continue to find, because I find strength in, in doing this. These episodes aren't for you. These messages are for him. This right here, what I'm doing, this is part of my legacy. Whatever he does with his name is part of his, but it's also part of mine. It's the reason why he's not Jam Jr. Because I thought his legacy was more important than mine, and it is. See, my father was the third of of you know the line of Clintons, and I was so blessed that him and my mother didn't allow me to be the fourth, and that they gave me this kick-ass name, Jemayev. <laughs> Said is spelt, people. Uh, but the coolest thing about my name is the Y is the coolest part. Why? Because it's used as an I and a Y. That's what makes people confused in my name, I think. It's like, how do you use the Y? <laughs> Especially when there's an E right after it. I, I love my name. And I'm very thankful for it. Um, but the last name Richards, we have the impact to challenge and to curate an even better legacy for. That's what I question when it comes to my son. Like, you know, what do I leave for him? Do I leave a roadmap that helps him? Everything that I do with him, is it making him better? Hell, I know he's making me better. He makes me stop and think. He makes me challenge myself because I don't want him to grow up and look at his dad and be like, you were so strong to me. And then I tell him other pieces of the story and he goes, you were weak. Why did you masquerade this to me? You were not being authentic. A lot of parents lose their kids when they become adults because they lied when they were kids. Kids are human beings, too. You got to be honest with them. And so I find my strength in this challenge that I am teaching an individual who one day will be more will be stronger than with me. Will be at an age where he could easily probably knock me out, easily run faster than me. He will surpass me. And when he does, 
will he look at me and go, my dad set me up for success? Or will he look at me and go, my dad was a fool. My dad was an idiot. My greatest challenge isn't what life is throwing at me. It's being a great father. And when I look at that, everything else stems from it. Being a great father, being a great son, being a great man. Hopefully, maybe, possibly being another great husband. I find my strength in myself, in my will, and I find my strength through my son to challenge myself to be uncomfortable. That is the goal because we're learning here. And so you can say that's what is the why. Why A lot of why stems from Ryan. But the other part of it is, is what I want for myself. I want to be happy. I, I demand my slice of joy, as I've said before. And I know the things that make me happy. I know the things that are going to bring me happiness. And I'm, I want to do it. Like, hey, I'm not going to make opening day this year. But I hope in 2022, if I'm still alive, guess what? I want to be at opening day. And I hope to be with my friends. I want to go to Europe next year. I want to take in a, a, a soccer match. Okay? When the World Cup comes here, because they're probably going to uh, – most likely it's coming in 2026. Most likely. We're due. I'm going to some games. <laughs> For me, sport was 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 big because it allowed me to bond with people and it gave me a sense of belonging and friendship. I, whether I played or whether I watched it. And just doing the nerd things I do. Got up this morning. I went, took my son to school. What did I do? I went, took some photos at one of my spots. Felt good. I hadn't taken photos in two weeks. Been so busy. Taking care of my son, doing different things. Taking care of my mom. My why is me. For the first time in a long time, I choose me. And that's big to me. More than I could describe or I could say, I have not been the best about choosing me. I've chosen everyone else before me. And I got the table scraps. But I have done some things that have really set myself apart, and I'm not taking people's shit no more. And I say that like that because it's true. I'm not allowing people to give me their shit and then think I'm supposed to clean it up. I don't give a damn. And some of those people have already said I'm rude about it. I don't give a damn. You're rude for believing that it's my job to clean your shit up. And I was a fool because I allowed you to manipulate me to believe that that was okay. So if you have people doing that in your life, make the change. Choose yourself. Life's just too short, you know. So as I call to close, <laughs> um, I want once again, I, I, I dedicate this to my, my old boss. Um, she gave me the strength more than she knows to record this episode when I didn't think that I was going to be able to record it. I love her dearly, and I wish uh, blessings and prayers for her and her family. <laughs> if you if you think about anything in this episode, the biggest thing that I want you just to remember is don't allow the thought 
of ambiguity or the uncomfortable spaces to keep you from trying. When you push into the uncomfortable, you're going to fall a lot. I have. <laughs> it's only the third. It's the end of the third month. We're going the fourth month next. And I've fallen a lot. I've bumped my head a few times. It hasn't been the most fun. But then, like, when I take a step back and I reflect and then I finally pivot into the right direction and then someone gives me a little um, praise and they're like, hey, I'm liking that you're doing this, man. Good for you. Like, it, it reminds me, okay, you are in the right direction. It's not easy sometimes. It's, it's not. So if you are trying to discover yourself, if you are trying to fall in love with yourself all over again, if you are changing or you're trying to grow, if you are in uncomfortable spaces, I'm going to sit here today and I want to tell you, hi, my name's Jemiah. I'm doing the same thing. And when you feel at your lowest, don't give up. When you feel like you don't have it right, don't give up. Go back to the lab, figure it out. You might not figure it out in one sitting. You might not figure it out in 10 minutes. It may take you a few days, weeks, months. Could take you a year. But do not give up on you. Choose yourself. I'm here to tell you. Choose yourself. Because you're so worth it. And we need you. We need you more than you realize. Because you bring to the world beauty. You bring to the world another smile that can light up someone's day, their life. Your words of encouragement, your words that push someone to continue, even when they're at their end, even when they want to give up. That brief moment that you say something to someone can make the world of a difference. So if you are there, I'm going to say it to you. <laughs> you are amazing. You are beautiful. And you are loved. Be well. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. She knows it.